Emergency podcast, guys. Yuri Perez has been optioned to the minor leagues, heading to Double A Pensacola. Sean Reynolds, the corresponding move. Tons to get into. This is Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Marlins underscore UK for listening to the pod. Firstly, welcome. Secondly, hit subscribe. Third, this, of course, is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. It's an emergency pod. By the way, there is a YouTube channel. Strongly recommend you head over there. Hit subscribe there. Also, you'll see the graphics. You will see it is in uh, bold. It is in capitals, Yuri Perez, options, big news coming out uh, pre-game uh, before this Philly series gets rolling. What is a huge series for the Marlins and the Phillies? This news drops, so we're going to dig into all of the reaction, all of my immediate reaction, which, you know, it's been about 15 minutes, so I've managed to, like, walk around the house a couple of times and think about this as best as I can. We're hearing that uh, Johnny Cueto is expected to rejoin the club after the All-Star break. So starting to do some sums around that one and working out, uh, is Johnny Cueto going to take Yuri Perez's spot in the rotation? How are they feeling about that? Or is Johnny Cueto perhaps going to move into the bullpen? A lot of a lot of thoughts around this move. Uh, it's a tough move. So I'm going to dig into that. Plus, like I said, look ahead to this Philly series. It, this Philly series is probably the biggest series between the Marlins and Phillies since 2020. Do you remember back in 2020 when there was a seven-game uh, seven game series, effectively, between the Marlins and Phillies? They played seven games on the spin, uh, and at the time, both clubs were kind of hunting down the wildcard spots. Huge series. So it's good to remember those times where the Marlins came out on top for sure, but equally, the Phillies are coming in scorching hot, they are the hottest team in baseball, some would say right now. If not the hottest, top three. The Marlins faced the Bravos recently. We saw what happened there. So it's going to be a tough ask for the Marlins in this series, no doubt. Um, before we do that, uh, this episode is sponsored by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price. Guaranteed. Hey, and you you guys might need to be using Game Time uh, over this weekend because boy oh boy the Phillies and Marlins series it's it's a stunner I'm really intrigued to see you know how many fans there are there but I'm expecting it to be the biggest turnout perhaps of the year it could be of the year it's going to be right up there I'd imagine because both these teams are fun they are in the hunt no doubt and you know for the Marlins team itself like they deserve for guys to show out they have put up a stellar First half, they're sitting here at 51 and 38. And Yuri Perez pitched yesterday evening. The Marlins couldn't get the four-game sweep, unfortunately. Uh, it was it was a, a tough one for the Fish. They couldn't quite just find the breakthrough. They got a couple of runners on. There was guys on second base with no outs a few times. Bases were juiced. I thought Jesus Sanchez you know, nearly, nearly had the salami. It was nearly salami season at 1 a.m. in the U.K. Didn't quite get there. The Marlins couldn't quite get it done. 
Um, and then Nolan Arenado with a home run against Yuri Perez, his only blemish on the day. And, uh, you know, in the end, they, they they scratched a couple of extra runs across. 3-0 for the Cards. It was one of those games. The Marlins just couldn't quite get those runs on the board to give themselves, uh, well, let the bullpen do its thing. Overall, Yuri Perez finishes with six innings. Just three hits, one of them a home run. Uh, two walks and seven Ks. He ends... His first stint with the big league club with a 2.36 ERA. It's been sparkling stuff from Uri Perez. Then we get the news today, Uri Perez optioned. Let's start with the timing of this because I think that's interesting. We're obviously right up to the All-Star break. Three games left to go. So the timing is the right timing because Uri Perez won't be pitching in this series. He just pitched yesterday. We wouldn't have seen Yuri Perez in this series. So from that perspective, this makes a ton of sense. And it's the right timing. They effectively then add swip, swatch out, swatch out, switch or swap out. That was a combination of the two. You swap out a starter that's not going to throw in this series and you bring up a reliever. And that reliever being Sean Reynolds, six foot eight, Sean Reynolds. So they, they replace size with size, no doubt. So Sean Reynolds is up, another arm for the bullpen. The bullpen, uh, as we, you know, uh, we've talked about, talked about it on yesterday's show. They've been, you know, laboring a touch, Andrew Nardi to the IL to give him a break. You know, they've just had to throw a lot of innings in this first half. There's been so many close games, and the Marlins have been able to win the most, most of those close games. But overall, it's taxing on the pen. Um, so this is the right move. If, you know, because Uri's not going to pitch, in this series, get Reynolds up there, and uh, you know we'll he he adds a bit of you know an extra arm into the bullpen. What's Reynolds been doing this year? We obviously saw him a bit in spring. He's a big, big dude, of course. Um, he's thrown in total forty innings worth of work. Um, so you know he's only as obviously only out out, out of the uh, the bullpen. So you've had forty innings um, worth of work. Overall ERA is across you know, the you know, majority of innings at Double A. And some more recent innings, I guess, at a triple A. Um, but he's he's combined uh for uh what's his ERA? Two six six ERA. So it's been impressive. Two and one, two six six ERA. Um can't really, you know, you can't really complain. He's been do he's been pitching well. Will he get his chance? I think he will in this series at some point. There's a good chance he will anyway. Um so Sean Reynolds up, but really the meat and potatoes of this episode is Uri Perez and the fact that he has been optioned. So here's the next layer of this now. The Marlins have been struggling to work out how to manage Uri Perez's innings in the best possible way. They've been struggling for some time. We were hearing rumors earlier on that it was likely that when Trevor Rogers came back, that's a good few weeks ago now we were talking about this, when Trevor's back, it's going to be Uri Perez that's going to go down. That's going to be the corresponding move. The Marlins effectively looking to limit his innings, protect his arm, and you know not put a huge workload on that arm uh, and manage him properly. So the Marlins have a duty to Rui Perez to manage him, and they are doing that. That's very painful for us as fans because we want to see our best arms in the rotation to give our team the best opportunity of winning. However, the Marlins have to manage Rui Perez. We, we have all spoken about this now for weeks, and that makes sense. He's only got a certain amount of bullets, 
When the bullets are out, then so is Yuri Perez. So the question for the fish is, when do you use those bullets? That's what it comes down to. When are they going to use these bullets? What we've seen thus far has been extremely, extremely impressive. Um, but if he keeps going at this pace, the bullets will run out sometime in August, let's say. The Marlins will still be in the hunt at that point, likely. Um, but should they make the postseason, no Uri Perez availability. So there's an element here where they are looking to protect the arm. There's also an element where they're looking to give themselves the best chance of winning later in the year. There's equally the risk-reward situation where they are subtracting Yuri Perez from the rotation for however long it may be, and thus you then need to fill that spot. And right now, it looks like that spot could be filled with Johnny Cueto. So a lot of this and a lot of this decision will come down to Johnny Cueto and his effectiveness, or even whether the Marlins are comfortable letting Johnny Cueto go back out there as a starter, considering what we've seen in his rehab assignment. And it's been a long rehab assignment for Johnny Cueto. Um, and I think that's been on purpose. It's, well, that's been just driven by the fact that Uri Perez has been so good. Um, and equally, the results um, from, from Cueto in this, in this rehab stint have just been so poor. So what are they going to do? How are they going to handle it? I believe the question was asked to Kim around what's the plan with Cueto. The plan is he will report to the big league club. After the All-Star break, he is making a final rehab assignment uh, across this weekend. But the role is not yet determined. So there's no specific indication that he will be coming back into the rotation. But you would assume that that would be the role he would play, um, considering his, his contract, his history, what he's been doing in his rehabs. It would be pretty wild if they brought him up and then just dumped him in the bullpen. And then the question would be is, who then takes Uri Perez's spot? Uh, I don't think there is any other major candidates at this point, but we'll see. We'll see. The Marlins could get creative. There's a few guys that have been you know, doing some stuff at AAA. We'll wait to see on that one. Uh, before we do that, guys, uh, it's time to let you know about our good friends over at Game Time. Yes, sir. Um, like I said, you guys may be leaning heavily into Game Time across this weekend. This Marlins-Philly series could be a sellout. Who knows? Um, but... If you are thinking about getting last-minute tickets, then game time is absolutely the place to be for you guys. No doubt, um, there's, well, <laughs> they cover everything. We've already talked about it, talked about it many times. They cover absolutely everything um, from sports, music, comedy, and theater. They've got it all, and they've got last-minute tickets uh, and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Um, you can forget planning months in advance. You can just make the call. Hey, I want to go to Lone Depot this weekend and I want to go and watch the Marlins and Phillies. And you can make that happen because they've got deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Whatever more there is. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You can't say fairer than that. Um, so what do you got to do? Pretty simple. You download the game time app. You create an account and you use the code LOCKEDONMLB. It's all one word and it's all in caps for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Okay. So 
let's continue this conversation around Dirty Perez and this the plan that he heads down to Double A Pensacola. And the question will be: uh, Is what what does he actually do at Double A, and for how long? Those are the two questions. What's he going to be doing? Is he actually going to be pitching in games, or is this send him back to Pensacola because? That was the club that he was with earlier in the year, familiarity, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, it ends up just being like more kind of bullpens and he's still throwing, but not throwing in games. That makes a ton of sense. Again, this is all tricky for the Marlins. But as we've said, the innings are the problem. So for me as a fan, I would find it puzzling. If he is sent down, to double A Pensacola to throw in-game innings. That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense to do that. I don't think that's what will be happening. He can't be because it doesn't make any sense. If this is to protect innings, then he goes back and he's just keeping himself, keeping his arm active, doing what he's doing, working on what he's working, keeping sharp, let's say, until the Marlins think that the time is right to recall Uri Perez. And who knows how quick that will be? Who knows how quickly they will need him? Because this is all of the information we're getting now. He, he's been optioned because he's not going to pitch before the All-Star game right now. And they needed an arm in the bullpen. Could this be a short stint? And actually, he's back up, you know, relatively quickly after the All-Star break. I think a lot of it pertains to Johnny Cueto, as I've already mentioned. Like, they don't have any other options at this point. Trevor's... Trevor's looking not good. Eddie's starting to throw, but needs some time to build way back up. Like, you know, they're going to need they're going to need another starter instead of Uri Perez for a good couple of weeks after the All-Star break, I think. And that starter at the moment looks to be Johnny Cueto, which, yeah, that's what he's been paid to do. Um, but the results seem to say that he won't. So for me, I just, I would be stunned if Uri Perez is throwing innings. The interesting bit here is how quickly he's up. And as well, if things go wrong, you know, the Marlins are playing the long game here in that in, in the long game in the season, not for years and years. I want to talk about that as well in terms of like cost controlling, maybe extra years of control for Uri Perez. Uh, but let's not talk about that for one second. We'll come to that. But the Marlins are thinking about, you know, controlling Uri Perez, you know, for, for later down, down the stint. If if things go wrong, um, you know, how, how quickly, how bullish are they going to be in, in, in getting someone back up? Or equally, how bullish does Kim need to be to go and find an extra arm right now? And that may be the corresponding move, is that Kim gets out there and they make a deal for a starter somewhere. And they get, an, you know, I think they need another arm anyway, to be honest with you. I think they do. And I, I don't think they can bank on Cueto. So it wouldn't shock me if, you know, while the All-Star break's happening, the Marlins drop a deal. Kim makes a deal, gets an arm in um, that they they think they can bank on. And let's not forget, you've got Brian Hoeing in the rotation right now too. So you've got the top three that we're going to see this series, Sandy, Lozado, and Brax, not in that order, but those those three guys have been, have been well, the two lefties have been really good. Sandy's obviously, looks like he's turned a corner, which is great. It's going to be a big test for Sandy. I'm really excited. He, he had some struggles last year against the Phils more than anyone. I would say. So big test for Sandy. 
Overall, with this early Perez news, we it's been expected. We we've heard this, and we've been clear on it for a long time now. They need to control him in a way that protects him first and foremost, but equally gives the Marlins an opportunity to use some of those innings later down the line, potentially in the run-in for the regular season and then into the postseason. Makes sense. The challenge the Marlins face is they don't have a ton of other options at this point, and that's why this this decision has been delayed for multiple weeks. It's been delayed because Trevor's down, Eddie's down, Cueto's Cueto, and thus there's just been no one to come up. Do the Marlins trade for someone? I think it's possible. I actually think it's likely that they swing a deal over this all-star period for another arm. I think it is. I think it's a chance. Good chance, actually. Um, So we'll see. What I don't want to see is Uri Perez throwing tons of innings at double-A. For me, that just doesn't make sense. And if that is the case, and the other, the other thing here to call out is, by him being optioned, he moves away from his major league salary back down to minor league money for this period. Uh, Chris Towers was just talking about it on Twitter, and I thought it was an interesting point that... They could have IL'd Yuri Perez. They could have IL'd him and kept paying him his major league salary. They decided not to. So um, not only uh, is he getting, is he coming away from the big league, big league club, and he's been a big part of that, obviously. Um, he's also taken a massive pay cut um, for this period. So he's hoping it's not going to be too short. Um, and he's been a big part of this clubhouse too. Whenever I've seen the Marlins getting these, you know, late wins, late rallies, Yuri Perez is dancing and he's dancing in the dugout. He's absolutely going crazy. He's, he's literally like... He, He's acting like he's 20. He's acting like he's 12, to be honest with you. And I've got no problem with that. Love to see it. Love to see the youthful exuberance from Miri Perez. But the Marlins decide not to IL him. He goes down to double A and they, you know, save a bit of dough on that one, let's say. Um, and, you know, it is what it is. Is this service time manipulation? It's the other question. Are the Marlins looking to extend an additional year of control uh, at this point? I don't, act, I don't believe that is the motivating factor. So... I could understand why it could be seen that way, but I don't believe that is the driving factor at this point. And, you know, we'll wait to see how things play out. We'll wait to see how short or long this stint may be at double A. But I don't believe this is service time manipulation. I believe this is just, you know, duty of care for Uri Perez to manage his innings. And the question is, would you have preferred Uri Perez to have just kept pitching throughout and then be shut down in August? or you hold him back a bit for the postseason run, if indeed there is one. And I think that's been the dilemma. That's been my dilemma. Me and Sean Barrett on this part have spoken about that. You know, for me, I I'd, I'd, I'd probably would have just kept him rolling. And then in the postseason, like, let's think to the postseason. Let's say everyone is back and healthy, and you've effectively got Sandy, who'd be your game one starter. Lozado, your game two starter. Then... You know, Braxy would still be doing his thing. In the wild card, it's only a three-game series anyway. Then it's a five-gamer. So you only need a, a three-man rotation in those two. It's only if you advance later into the DS, the CS. Um, actually, not even the DS. Is the DS five games? I completely completely forgot what the new format is. But the wild card series is, is definitely three games. But is it a five-game in the DS? Maybe. And then seven games after that? And then seven in the World Series? And at that point, clearly, you need you know, probably a four-man rotation. The Marlins have got enough arms, though. they got enough arms at this point to go into a postseason series with Sandy, Lozado, Brax, one of 
that's healthy, Edward Cabrera or Trevor Rogers. To be honest with you, I feel pretty comfortable. I know Uri Perez um, has pitched well thus far, and he's looked great. But there's been times when Eddie Cabrera's looked great. There's been times when Trevor Rogers has looked great. The problem is none of those two guys are available right now, and Cueto is. This is the point. This is what I think will frustrate me, is if the Marlins try to kind of navigate through this, let's say, month. Let's say they go through um, August, and they try to navigate every fifth day with Cueto or a trade, someone they've traded for, or someone else internally, and they start losing those games pretty regularly and consistently. Next thing is, yes, you may have a fresh Uri Perez for the run-in or the postseason, but it's going to be competitive. The Phil's a surgeon. The Mets are surgeon. The Dodgers are doing okay. Other teams are going to be, you know, they're going to have their time. The Marlins have got a tough schedule. Like, they can't just rest on the fact that they are making the postseason. And that is going to be, that is the fine, fine balance of this whole situation that if they, you know, making this move, they expose themselves to more L's than dubs, in my opinion, particularly if Cueto's going off and starting, particularly if it's like what we've seen at a AAA during the rehab assignment. That's the real tricky question for me. And it's one that as a fan, I, I will find hard to swallow many, like the pressure on Johnny Cueto. Now, if he comes into the rotation is immense. Because what we've seen thus far has been turgid. The Marlins are bang live. And they have replaced Yuri Perez, who's been the best pitcher in the NL since he's come up. He's had the best start to a career, pitching career, since 1901 or something crazy. And you're going to replace him with Johnny Cueto. The pressure is on that boy right now. He needs to show up and deliver if indeed he is going out in, into the rotation. Huge pressure on Cueto. This clubhouse and this team needs to keep the momentum rolling. It really does. Really, really does. The Phillies are in town. I've barely had time to speak about the Phillies because there's just so much that goes into this Yuri Perez decision. And that's why I know it's been tough for the Marlins. But three-game series, guys, and I've got to be honest with you, this is the biggest series of the season thus far. The Phillies are absolutely surging. And the Marlins are equally have been playing some good ball. They're only 6-4 and four in the last 10, the Marlins. Obviously, they've got that brave series sprinkled in there. The Phils are 8-2. and two. They've won their last three. That was three games in Tampa. They've gone into, into Tampa and swept the Rays. So the Phils are hot, guys. I actually, I have to call out, though. I haven't been watching a lot of the Rays. I feel like I saw a ton of pitching injuries for those guys. So I'm not certain what kind of state the Rays are in at this point. It may just be like the Rays were so hot at the start, and then they've kind of like come back to earth with a few injuries. Not 100% on that. But no doubting the Phils are hot, and this is going to be tough. Going in game one, and this is where it's going to be, you know, critical. We're going to see Sandy Alcantara against Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's 7-4 and four with a 4.03 ERA. Sandy's 3-7 and seven with a 4.93 ERA. But Sandy, in the last start and a bit, has been back, baby. He's been smiling. He's been looking fresh. He's been looking Cy Young fresh. So the Marlins need Sandy here. They really do. This is the time. I mentioned it earlier, like a few weeks back. He struggled and the teams carried him. But... It's time for Sandy Alcantara to step up in a big, big spot. The Phils don't like coming to Lone Depot. They don't. They've got a terrible record in Lone Depot. That's without any numbers in front of me, but I just that's the feeling I have. The last time we had that big series, the seven-gamer, the Marlins won it 5-2, and two, which effectively sealed the Marlins' postseason, in my opinion, that year. So I know a postseason 
can't be decided in a wildcard spot, can't be, can't be decided on the 7th, 8th, and 9th of July. But from a wildcard perspective right now, the Marlins hold the WC1 spot. The Phils are in the WC3. They're two and a half games back of the Marlins. So they're really surging. You've then got the Giants outside looking in. They've been hot. They've then kind of cooled a touch recently. The Brewers are, are also on 47 wins, so they're in the mix. Then there's quite a, a drop then, five and a half games to the Mets, the Padres. Um, and those teams, I think, will be will be dangerous. They will be dangerous because, you know, they they've there's, there's so much talent. There's so much talent in the Mets, the Padres, that you know they're going to piece things together and go on a streak. So... It's for the Marlins here to keep playing good ball. They've played good ball all year long. They've played great ball at home. They've got the perfect three going versus what is left in the rotation in Sandy, in Brax, and in Jesus Lozada. They've got the perfect three going. Equally so of the Phils, Zach Wheeler in game one, not UK friendly. Ranger Suarez in game two. And then game three, Aaron Nola against Lozado. UK friendly, of course, on a Sunday. Huge series, guys. Two lefties going for the Marlins. I wanted to look into some of the numbers, the offensive numbers for the Phils, and see you know who's hot, who's not against lefties. I remember doing the same against uh, the Guardians earlier in, in the season. So when I think about the Phils, I think about Kyle Schwarber and the bombs. What can he do? He's obviously you know big power hitter. Um, he hits lefties pretty well, no doubt. Bryce Harper. You then think about Bryce. What's Bryce doing? Not being good against lefties, but you then look at Nick Castellanos, who's having a huge bounce back year. He's crushing lefties. You then look at JT Riamuto. What's he doing? He's crushing lefties. What about Alec Bohm? He's crushing lefties. Game one is absolutely critical for the Marlins. It's likely to be low scoring, but it's so critical because I think the Marlins are going to be really up against it in game two and three. That Phillies order, that Phillies lineup has been scorching hard against lefties. There's going to be a, you know, there's going to be a high propensity for damage there to be done by the Phils while they've got some of their stud guys going in Ranger Suarez and, and Aaron Nola to round it off. You know, if the Marlins take this series, that would be a huge, huge success. They would end, they would end it if they do take two at 53 and 39. 53 and 39 guys, 14 games over 500 at the All-Star break if they were to win this series 2-1. I mean, that's what we're aiming for here. It's perfectly reasonable. Even if the Marlins drop all three, it's still been an incredible start. But the Marlins right now are in a battle with the Phils for the wildcard. They will be in a battle with them all year for the wildcard spot. So these feel like key series. They are key series. And the last time they played a key series against the Phils, a meaningful series in 2020, when there was playoff ramifications on the line for both clubs, the Marlins performed well. With that being said, thanks for making Lockdown Marlins your first listen of the day, guys. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. Emergency pod, immediate reaction to the news that Yuri Perez is optioned. I understand the timing. I understand the rationale. I'm intrigued to see how long this period is. Equally, can Johnny Cueto step up and deliver any meaningful any meaningful innings for the Marlins? And can the Marlins overcome the Phillies and win this series to head into the All-Star break? 14 games or more over 500. Thanks for listening, guys, and I'll be back on Monday unless any major news drops, as you know. I'll see you then.